For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is New Bedford's news talk station. The place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500. Or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us. Or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. And welcome back in. Third and final hour of the program here on Tuesday morning. And if you want to take part in the discussion, 508-996-0500. You can also hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app. You can also send us open line voicemail messages on the WBSM app. During the news break, I flipped it over. Uh, I was flipping through the channels to see who had the current update on what is going on with the missing missing submersible. And um, right now on CNN, they're discussing what it's like inside the submersible. So they're talking about what it is like that they are going through being in that. And that's what I think is, you know, that, that'll be the fascinating story should they, you know, hopefully recover the, the people that are in there and, and, and be able to rescue them. I, I think the story that they will have to tell will be pretty impressive. Uh, what I wouldn't want to have happen is for this to put a damper on ocean exploration. I don't know that I feel necessarily that it's a good idea for it to be a tourist thing. But I love the fact that we are taking some of the explorations out of government hands and allowing those who have the money to put into it to put the money into it. Because if, if you look at what happened with NASA and space exploration, yes, you know, the Challenger disaster put a damper on, on things for a while. Um, they had some other issues, some other uh, disasters and potential disasters that put a damper on it. But really, it was money, right? Money was the thing that curbed the space program for a long time. And having it in the hands of private business like Elon Musk like Jeff Bezos, they can afford to put money into this and continue the exploration process. Now, of course, they're also going to put tourists in there to try to offset some of those costs, but they're still getting scientific exploration done as part of that. And really, who regulates, the, the, who regulates outer space? Who regulates the oceans and international waters? So the fact that they are still utilizing... Even though it's private money that's doing it, they're still doing this with a, uh, an eye towards science. I just worry a little bit about also doing it with an eye toward tourism. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hi. Good morning. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Um, I don't know how old you are, if you remember this, but they had a thing called the Glomar Explorer, which um, was built to uh, pick up a Russian submarine in the, the mid-Pacific. And I wonder if the Navy still has that capability. They actually had a, 
a big hook that they went, not a hook, but a clamp that they sent down and they put it around this Russian submarine and they pulled it up. Half of it broke off when uh, they were pulling it up, but still they got most of it. And I remember this specifically because I was living in San Pedro, California on a bluff overlooking the ocean. And I remember the ship going by. It had a big oil derrick looking thing on the top. So I would think they would have uh, the technology to just send something down. Well, I, I think they do. It's just a matter of they've got to find where it is. That's the problem. Once, yeah, once they locate it, I think the retrieval process, because how do you have this business of sending these submersibles down there without also having uh, the way to recover them should something go wrong? Mainly because, you know, all right, obviously human life is, is the most valuable thing of all, but they also have, you know, millions and billions of dollars invested in this program. So you don't want to just leave a sub at the bottom of the ocean either, even if it was empty. So they want to be able to right. retrieve those and bring them back up. So I'm sure they have all of that technology. It's just, you know, it's, it's hard in those waters sometimes to find things that go off radar. Yeah, it's surprising to me that the, the, the taxpayer has to pick up the tab for it with the U.S. Navy finding a thing. They should have that technology and use it. Why? Well, so instead of us picking up the tab, I wonder. You know, just to that point, and again, this is all with the caveat of we hope everybody's found safely, but some of these yeah. other issues, you know, are going to be part of the discussion. And I wonder if they're going to do something similar to what the Coast Guard does, which is where if, if they, you know, if the Coast Guard rescues you for a valid reason, you don't pay for it. But if the Coast Guard rescues you because it's your own dumb fault or, or because, you know, you caused the problem that led to you needing to be, like, they can, they can charge you for that. And they yeah, have. Because, that is their own problem. They they elected personally to do that with a private business. They should have to pay for it if so, they are found. Yeah, and I it, you know, are. if Ocean Gate is found to have been at fault for this, or you know that this wasn't just a, a horrible accident, um, that there was some malfeasance, uh, something that happened on their end that caused them to lose this, then yeah, absolutely, whatever it's costing to put the U.S. Navy out there, the Canadian forces out there, and anybody else wow, that takes part. I know it. They should, they should be on it. the hook for it. But, again, the important thing is just getting everybody home first. Yeah, I guess that you're right. I, you're right. All right, thank you very much. Right. I just want to throw in my two cents. Sure, have a great day. And uh, I don't think that, uh, while we are happy to have you two cents, I don't think it's going to make a dent in whatever the bill they're running up for this rescue operation. But uh, that is something that is, you know, not really reported enough when it comes to some of these rescue missions that and i learned about this writing news stories here in the wbsm newsroom where if you there was i remember there was a story a couple years ago of a they thought that a kayaker had gone missing and they put out a big search effort for him and it turns out he wasn't even in the water he was on land and that's when I first saw, like, the conversations about, well, he's going to get a bill for this. What? But, yeah, no, if you cause, and, and this can go, from my understanding, they can do this in any kind of emergency response. You know, these swatting cases that we have popping up all the time with the police where people will call in a false police report to try to draw all the law enforcement to a particular area. And then maybe it's because they're committing a crime somewhere else. Maybe it's because they just want to create a hoax, whatever we, reason it might be, that part of the punishment they can have is they can be on the hook for the costs of that emergency response. 
So I think that no, you know, no matter what, Ocean Gate's going to be paying something for these rescue efforts. And and again, I'm just going to put out that caveat. I hope that everybody is found safe. But then if they are, there better be an investigation into what happened. Because if you plan on doing this again and sending people down to the Titanic again, which they've done, by the way, multiple times. This is not the first time. This is not, you know, a Titanic situation where on the maiden voyage something goes wrong. They've They've brought people down all through last year. If this is going to go on in the future, there's going to have to be an investigation into this to see what went wrong and to ensure that it won't happen again because they're not if they have to do an effort like this again, I think it would be you know in the realm of possibility that they would just shut this operation down. Whoever would be in charge of that, the federal government, NOAA, I don't know. I don't know who would be in charge of that. But somebody would have to come down and say, okay, you're obviously not equipped for this. You were okay for those 22 people that went down in 2022, but something's gone wrong and we need proof that you are ready to go back into the water before you do it again. Now, this is probably just a a, a one-off fluke incident, but there's going to be questions that have to be answered. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Hey, I'm not too bad. The um, gentleman was talking about a uh, a ship that we had, and that was years ago, that raised a uh, Russian sub. Mm-hmm. That was Howard Hughes' ship, and he had this ship built, and it had a section of it in the middle that opened up at the bottom, and it re- had these slings that went down to wrap around the sub itself and to lift it up and it was really intense and it was an incredible design and they got it partway up and it did fall apart i believe but they did retrieve some of it and it was acting as a research vessel at the time because the waters that it was in they knew that russians were looking for anybody trying to find the sub they were looking for the sub themselves as well and it was a, a it was quite a covert operation in that regard and um, it was amazing everything that they did. It was you would never have known that this ship could perform the service that it could by opening up at the bottom the way it did. Wow! And um, yeah, it was pretty wild. But the other thing is that there's no communication from surface to underwater with the sub. The subs can't communicate with anybody above water. That's above water, but they can communicate with other subs underwater through a hydrophone. And I'm not, I don't even know how that even works, but they can do it. You know, and so. Boy, if they had communication with these people, it would be great. That would be the first thing that could save them. But I'm pretty sure that they also, they have, uh, they can rescue one sub from another sub. I'm pretty sure they all have, like these subs in particular, have interlocking hatches where they can actually hook up to another sub, open a hatch, and and uh, allow people to come through. Ooh. The would, would you want to do that at the bottom of the ocean, though? <laughs> would you? That, I wouldn't want to do anything at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> that would be that'd be kind of rough. It kind of it's, it's scary, it's crazy, but they are designed to be able to do it. I, from what I understand, they are, and I, I don't hold me to that, but a lot of them can. And most subs, it's amazing because, like, um, I think the I think the uh, uh, Titanic's fifteen hundred feet underwater. I'm pretty sure it's around there somewhere. But um, like most of the Navy subs, those are those double hulled 
and they can't they can't they they don't go that deep believe it or not because they have an oil can but i'm not so sure how these even these smaller subs get that far down you know but a lot of them uh maybe because of the size of them not but they do oil can they do get crushed at maybe around 800 feet i believe some some of the navy subs so i'm just just looking at the um at the statistics here so the titanic is twelve thousand four hundred feet Deep. Oh, 12,400 feet. That's really far down, man. And, and, wow. and these, the sub that they're in is, uh, is cape, uh, let's see, they, they have the capability of how far down it could go. Um, so they think, yeah, they think that they're, that the area where they are is about 13,000 feet is, That's you know, the, the maximum depth of, of in the area that they might be. Wow. Incredible. The uh, Mariana Trench where they went down years ago, and then I guess, I think James Cameron went down there too as well not too long ago. Back in the 60s, they, they designed this sphere that was salt. It was probably about a foot thick of actual steel with a port, one port in it, and they dropped that into the Mariana Trench, which is 36,000 feet. Yeah. And and they dropped that in there, and they before they hit the bottom, these, the two guys that were in it heard this loud bang, and they looked, and the... the the plexiglass port that they had or the glass port that they had was about a foot thick as well, and they saw a crack in it, and it didn't go all the way through. But if that had gone through, they would have been dead within a split second because of the pressure. And um, I, I, would, I, I would have no desire to do that. No, it <laughs> terrifies me just to think about it. I know. I don't know who in the right mind would want to do that in the first place. Well, that's place, why they know. call them explorers, right? Yeah, I guess that's why. <laughs> All right, I'm going to hold All you there because right, I got some other calls, but thank you for the call. You have a great day. I uh, just want to be able to squeeze in some other callers here before we get to take a break. You're next on WBSM. Yeah, good morning, Tim. Did did you uh, happen to catch uh, the registry of the of the mothership or the sub itself? Uh, in other words, is that a uh, is an American flagged vessel? Do you know? Uh, it is based in Washington, uh, I believe Washington State, not Washington D.C. Yeah, okay. So yeah, so U.S. flag. Yeah, so I mean they're under uh, quite a bit of uh, regulation, uh, but you know by the uh, by the Coast Guard. So it has to be an inspected vessel, and they. Uh, so and when you're talking about whether or not, uh, you know. <laughs> they'll be subject to you know to certain changes that. Very interesting what they were subject to before they were allowed uh, to hire out to, to bring people down. Mm-hmm. So, and, and uh, they're obviously not not a not a big industry, so they don't have they don't have established regulations. Um, we, we don't know what kind of insurance did they have. How, you know how the how the, how the heck do you get to do this with an American? Because if you just want to take people out to go fishing in Buzzards Bay, you have to be inspected. You have to go through an awful lot of uh, uh, regulations. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that this is going to cause them to take a little bit more of of a look. And also think about this, too. This is actually going to affect if there were other companies that were thinking about doing this. And and trying to launch a similar service now, what are they going to have to, you know, what are they going to have to change in, in the way that they planned on doing things, and what what new regulations will be put on them? It's pretty wild. I, I worked on a boat where we did uh, not not manned but uh, unmanned uh, ROVs, mm-hmm. 
and uh, this is the oil patch, and we'd go down about 1,500 feet or so. I, I'm sorry, 15,000 feet or so. Uh, not, not us, but the, the, the uh, ROV. And what we used to do is we'd take a 16-ounce styrofoam cup and, you know, write our name on it. And we give it to the guys, the techs that were uh, loading the, the uh, machine with the equipment. And when it came back from from doing its its thing on the bottom of the floor, you'd have it would look like a shot glass. Wow. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, and, and it, that's that, those are the pressures you're dealing with. So, uh, very very amazing that they would they would be able to bring uh, passengers down uh, to those depths. Um, you say research, you know. Um, would you, you know, explorers are explorers, and they do crazy things. And I'm, this is an expensive trip for people, so they they were explorers, even if they uh, they weren't necessarily scientists. Right. Uh, yeah. Very, and, very, very amazing um, thing that, that's going on. So we would keep our fingers crossed. It's not it's not the kind of tourism I think is going to catch on anytime soon. Absolutely. Well, thank you for the call. Okay. Good you bye. have a good day. And now let's. Um, Let's take another call here, and then we'll take a break. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hello. Did you happen to mention that they said they had a backup, that they would float to the top if they were in trouble? A backup, they would float to the top. Yeah. I, I just saw something about they had, um, they have another a rescue vehicle that can go down and, and rescue them, but I, I, didn't, I don't know anything about floating to the top. They said that was built into it. Okay. But I, if... If uh, if they're found safe and they continue doing this, I suggest a cable also for backup all the way up to the top of the ocean and put um, a barge with uh, with the whole wheel of cable because I would have to feel safe. And I don't think I would feel safe in something that's like you're in this little tin can. That'd be a lot of cable. I, 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 when I was about 10 years old, the sat... Uh, the submarine, Thresha, was missing for a long time, and all the men died on it. And I remember it, it impacted me. I was uh, always drawing maps of where it was in the Atlantic Ocean because they couldn't find it. And I, I think it was a Navy ship, a submarine. And, and did they find it eventually? Uh, I, I, it took, I don't know how long, but it was a long, long time. Not too sure if it was ninety days or or years. Well, let's let's hope that this is you know they they find these folks in a, in just a couple of days and that everything's okay. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for the call. Bye-bye. Have a good day, and we'll take more of your calls at five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. But right now, I do have to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Caller, hang on. We will get to you as soon as we come back. But right now, it's time to go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. French police conducted a search of the 2024 Olympic headquarters in Paris today. Authorities said the search is related to an ongoing corruption investigation. This marks the third country in a row that has hosted the Olympics where allegations of corruption have emerged. Allegations of vote buying in Rio de Janeiro and Tokyo resulted in the removal of members from the International Olympic Committee from the organization.
NATO Secretary General says Ukraine won't receive a formal invitation to join the alliance at its summit in Lithuania next month. Speaking with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz, Jens Slotenberg said NATO hasn't discussed the issue of Ukraine's membership, but he said they are working on it. Authorities are identifying the man in a, killed in a mass shooting over the weekend in a strip mall parking lot near the southwest suburban Willowbrook in Illinois. Perry Williams reports. A vigil was held last night for Reginald Meadows while his family's attorney blames the strip mall owners for the incident. One thing they failed to ensure, despite the number of people that were gathering, was making sure that there was proper security measures, safety measures in place so something doesn't occur that did occur. Meadows died after gunfire erupted early Sunday during a Juneteenth weekend gathering near Route 83 and Honeysuckle Rose Lane. Nearly two dozen more people were wounded. The incident remains under investigation and no one is in custody. I'm Perry Williams. The White House is set to hold a series of events this week to mark the one-year anniversary of the reversal of Roe versus Wade. An official says First Lady Jill Biden will host a roundtable discussion today with women who have been denied medical care since the Supreme Court overturned the landmark abortion case. It will highlight the administration's commitment to protecting access to reproductive health care. President Biden also expected to deliver remarks on the topic this week. The president will will headline a weekend rally in North Carolina. And Vice President Harris is slated to give a major speech to rally supporters, advocates, and community members on abortion access. The White House says more has to be done to curb gun violence following violent weekend across the U.S. Mark Mayfield has the details. More than 20 people were shot, including one fatally in a shooting at a gathering near Chicago. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said President Biden has offered support to local communities following the shootings. Other shootings claimed victims in Washington State, St. Louis, Southern California, Baltimore, and Pennsylvania, where a state trooper was killed during an attack on a state police barracks. I'm Mark Mayfield. No injuries are reported after a Spirit Airlines flight from Detroit to Los Angeles was forced to make an emergency landing in Lincoln, Nebraska on Monday. The airline says a mechanical issue is suspected and all 188 people got off the plane safely. A new plane was brought in to continue the flight to Los Angeles. A new report alleges Meghan Markle faked interviews on her podcast, Archetypes. Pod News said the show's interviews were done by Markle's staff and the audio of her voice asking questions were edited in later. The podcast was apart from the Arkwell Media, where she and her husband, Prince Harry, own. The recently decided to part ways with Spotify after reportedly not producing enough podcasts to earn their $20 million contract. And summer movie Clubhouse is returning to Cinemark Theaters. Families across the country can see movies for $1.50 beginning later this week. Parents will also be able to save money on any size popcorn, drinks, and kids' snack packs. The deal is being offered in 35 states and runs through August 10th. In sports, the Red Sox enter their second game of their series against the Minnesota Twins tonight. First pitch at 7.40 p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. Expect partly cloudy skies with those increasing clouds throughout the day and a chance of an afternoon spot shower. We'll reach a high of 67 degrees. Overnight tonight, a little cooler, 49. And for tomorrow, a little bit drier and better weather ahead. Partly cloudy skies, high of 69. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 62 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. 
WBSM and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. And say, listen, if you are out there shopping for insurance, you probably know how difficult it is. There's so many options, so many different things to have to evaluate, so many different types of policies. You don't know, do I need to cover this? Do I have enough coverage for that? Well, don't go through that alone. Call Paul and Dixon Insurance because they are a name you can trust. They were founded in 1852. That means they have been insuring people locally for almost two centuries. They know how to get you the best insurance possible at the lowest price possible. Why? Because, well, their staff has over 15 years of experience on average, so they know all about the policies that they offer, and they know all about what the needs of people are on the South Coast. Also, they have access to over 30 carriers, such as Arbella Insurance and many more, so they know what those policies are that are out there that can help you. At Paul and Dixon, they value the relationships they've built in the community, their staff, the nonprofits they support, all their customers and partners have earned their utmost respect and gratitude. Their mission is to always live up to that trust. So if you are looking for insurance, maybe you are you know, already insured, but you're thinking to yourself, I think I could save some money, right? I can't be paying these high insurance premiums all the time. Call Paul and Dixon Insurance or better yet, go out and visit them. At 388 County Street in New Bedford, you can also call them at 508-996-8593. That's 508-996-8593. Or the easiest way, visit them online at pd-ins.com. That's pd-ins.com. So if you want to call in, 508-996-0500. If you want to send an app chat message, you can do that on the WBSM app. If you want to send in an open line voicemail, you can do that on the WBSM app as well. And uh, we will take your calls throughout the remainder of the program. Chris and Marcus will have you coming up at 9 a.m. And then, of course, we've got all of our great programming all day long. Barry Richard will have Jess Machado in this evening for South Coast Tonight. Howie Carr, of course. So uh, we, I think you have a lot of diversity of ideas, diversity of topics. But we always welcome you at 508 508- Nine nine six zero five hundred. I'm going to take my next break, and we'll be back in a few moments. If you want to call in and get involved in the discussion, we've been talking mostly about the submersible that is uh, missing, that has gone now for uh, well over 24 hours being undetected. They do have 96 hours. I checked, double checked the story. It was 96 hours of oxygen on board. So they do have a few days still before it becomes a critical situation. But they are 
deploying all types of assets to try and locate this submersible. And we have uh, the TV on here in the studio. And, of course, if anything happens, I'm sure I'll get a, a big alert on my phone and we can update you on that. But this is a, a story that has kind of captured not only national attention but international attention as we hope that the people on board that submersible are all found safely and in time. This coming Saturday is a very special day here on the South Coast for all the kids of the South Coast who have dreams of owning their own business and being little entrepreneurs. This Saturday is Lemonade Day. Bay Coast Bank reminds all of our young entrepreneurs that it's time to brand your stand for Lemonade Day. Let everyone know where you will be on Saturday, June 24th by putting your stand on our digital map. You can add your stand name, your hours of operation, your menu items, and more information at LemonadeDay.org slash South Coast. Dozens of kids have already put their stand on the map, and you can join in with them now. And Lemonade Day is made possible with community support from JT uh, JT Realty Insurance Group, Precise Inc., and Somerset Country Wine and Spirits. And I went on yesterday to the website and made sure that the link at the top for Lemonade Day is the one that you can go to to put your stand on the map. And so if you just go there to WBSM.com and you click on Lemonade Day at the top, that will take you right to the page where you can register your stand and get all that important information on there so that your child or grandchild or child that you know can get all of that uh, information out there and people will be able to go to that map on Saturday and plot out where they want to go to have delicious lemonade and to help support kids and their business dreams. And if you if you have time on Saturday, even if you can't get out there and hit every stand on the map, maybe you're going out there and you're doing some other errands, maybe you go out yard sailing or antiquing on a Saturday, maybe you've got other plans, uh, there's a lot of other things that are going on on Saturday. It's a big day for different events. We have the Buzzards Bay Swim going on. We have the June and Bloom Garden Tour for the Mattapoisett Women's Club, which you can read about at WBSM.com. We have all of these different things that are happening this Saturday around the South Coast. If you're heading out to any of those, while you're out and about, just open up WBSM.com, click on that digital map, and see if there's a lemonade stand that you can stop at to help support these kids. Because as I've been saying, it's not just about putting money in their own pocket. And, and having spending money for the summer or to buy something that they've wanted to buy. A lot of the kids use this money to open up a bank account or they've already opened a bank account with the money they've earned in previous years, Lemonade Day. And this will just add to that. You know, you could be making a, a dollar donation for a cup of lemonade that eventually funds this kid's college tuition if they're, uh, if they're saving smartly. And then also... A lot of them put these on for charitable endeavors, whether it be to help a particular person. Sometimes they do it to help a a friend who is going through a tough medical situation or has had a tough time, a victim of a fire or something. Uh, And then other times they do it for actual organizations. So no matter what, no matter where that money you pay for that cup of lemonade goes, it's going to a great cause. And it's teaching kids some great lessons about running a business. So, again, that will be happening on Saturday, and we will have that map up for you by then with all of those locations for you to check out and be able to visit them. And I'm not, I'm not going to be around, so I need you to drink two cups of lemonade. One for me. Because, man, do I love lemonade. All types of lemonade, too. Like, every kid is going to make it differently. 
They'll all have different balances of sweet and sour. Doesn't matter. I like it all. Yellow lemonade, pink lemonade, flavored with strawberry, raspberry, peach, any of that stuff. It's all good. Lemonade is one of my favorite drinks, especially in the summertime. And by Saturday, it's going to officially be summer. Tomorrow, just before 11 a.m., summer will be here. And it'll start to really start to feel like it, too. 508-996-0500. Again, talking about that um, issue with the submersible, one of the, and again, it's not the most important thing to discuss right now because we want to get those people returned to land safely. But one of the issues that has come up as part of that is the fact that, yeah, the Titanic site is a grave. It's a mass grave. And it's tourism to that grave a good thing. It's it's something that we call dark tourism. And I've written about this before and I've spoken about it on different, you know, programs. I just did a I just filmed an appearance for a documentary uh last Friday. I don't know when it's going to come out. It's it's a it's a film for a college professor, but she's also looking to release it commercially. And in this, we took a really deep dive into the talk about, you know, the talking about ghosts and history, but how we we put forth some stories and we we bury some others. And one of the questions that came up was about dark tourism and about whether or not, you know, this is is this a bad thing? The fact that people want to go to places where someone was brutally murdered with a hatchet or or two people or they want to go to a, you know, a, a crime, a famous crime scene. They want to go and follow the trace, follow the steps of a serial killer. They want to go to the Jeffrey Dahmer house and, and visit this. Like this is this is what we call dark tourism. And there's even an offshoot of it called murderabilia where people actually collect items associated with this. So is this a sick compulsion or is this just a, a, a natural curiosity that people have because of their own curiosity about death? And dark tourism is something that I've had to, you know, kind of reconcile myself with in doing paranormal work because is, is we're, we're trying to talk to dead people, which I don't really think that that's necessarily what a ghost is, but that's a whole different story. So the idea is that we will have reverence for it while we're doing it. Not everybody does that. You know, I mentioned... The Lizzie Borden house. And I'm not trying to pick on them because they've got their own, you know, marketing and they've got they've got to do what they think they have to do. But I think it's kind of tasteless to put a photo of Andrew Borden with blood splatter all over the photo. As your social media post on Father's Day that says, hope your Father's Day goes better than Andrew Borden's. Like that just seems distasteful to me. And a lot of commenters felt the same way, but a lot of commenters didn't. A lot of commenters on their post were making equally disrespectful jokes. You know, is is there such a thing as, a, you know, a matter of time, uh, time passes and it becomes less of an offensive thing? I, I don't know. It's still somebody who was murdered. It was still a victim of a crime and, and you're, you're picking on the victim. And... 20 years ago, 15 years ago, I might have felt differently about this, but the more time that I've spent, 
you know, having to deal with some of this darker stuff around what it is that I have as a hobby, the more I realized it's, it's not, you have to have some reverence and respect in how you do it. And so maybe taking people down to a mass gravesite at the bottom of the ocean isn't really such a great idea in that regard. Certainly the exploration part of it, certainly the gathering of data is important and, and, and historically chronicling what's happening to the ship down there is important. But just going down there to gawk, I don't know. 508-996-0500, going to take my final break and be right back. The Cure was here at the Xfinity Center in Mansfield this past Sunday night. I, I didn't get to go, um, but I saw a lot of my Facebook friends were out there at the show, and I put up a post on Facebook saying, I wonder how many of the people that are at the Cure show tonight are also the people that picked on the kids that listened to the Cure in high school. <laughs> I'm sure there were a few that that had. There definitely were a few. So I was like, glad that they have evolved in the years since high school to realize that The Cure is a fantastic band. Um, you have to be in the mood for the music, but it is, uh, it's it's great. And, and there's a lot of diversity. It's not all what you think it is either. So if you haven't done a deep dive and listened to The Cure, I recommend it. You know what else I recommend? Going out and getting yourself some breakfast at Just Another Phoenix Restaurant in North Dartmouth because they have such unique menu items. They had this past weekend, the Boston Cream Stuff French Toast was on the menu for the specials. Oh, man. But they have all kinds of great creative stuff all the time. Different omelets, French toast, pancakes, waffles, sandwiches, all different kinds of things that go beyond what you would expect to find on a breakfast menu. Of course, they have all your favorites as well, but they also have their own unique take on your favorites as well. So if you want to get out there and have a great breakfast, they're really easy to get to. It's right on Fonz Corner Road. Go a little bit past what used to be the VF outlet and is now the gym. Go past that. And then on the left-hand side, if you're coming from that direction, you will see the sign for Just Another Phoenix. And you will notice when you pull into the parking lot that there is a drive through window on the building. And that's because you can always call up and you can order your meal ahead of time and pick it up at the drive through window. So you can have a great breakfast from Just Another Phoenix without even having to get out of the car. Today is Tuesday, so f- seniors get free coffee with their breakfast. So head on over to Just Another Phoenix on Fonz Corner Road in North Dartmouth. Have something delicious, and then let me know how much you enjoyed it. You can send me an app chat message and tell me, Tim, that was the best cheese roll I ever had. Tim, that was the best omelet I ever had. Tim, you were absolutely right about Boston cream stuffed French toast. All right, well, we are just about out of time. For this morning, we have Chris and Marcus coming up for you in just a bit. And I'm sure that they've got a lot of great things to talk with you about. We will also have Barry Richard coming up a little bit later on. Then Howie Carr. And then South Coast tonight with Jessica Machado. So a great full slate of programming for you all day. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.